Today we are talking about how to take advantage of one of the biggest perks of working for yourself as a freelance writer. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Now, as I am recording this, we are, we have technically just begun spring. It is a cheery, it's probably 75 degrees on my porch. I can't see my thermometer. Um, my office porch, I mean, <laughs> my porch office, <laughs> my, my porch where my office is. Anyway, um, spring has sprung in most parts of the Northern Hemisphere. And today... I want to talk not about spring, but about summer or not necessarily summer, but because summer is coming up and because some states are beginning to loosen up their lockdown restrictions and people are, you know, completely checked out as far as the pandemic is concerned um, and more or less going about their lives as though there is no pandemic. Um, I think a lot of us have travel on the brain, vacation on the brain. Maybe we just took a spring break trip or maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a little late, but maybe you're on spring break now, or maybe you are looking forward to doing some travel this summer, unplugging the laptop and getting away. Now, one of the fantastic things about being a freelance writer is that you are in charge of your own schedule. You have theoretically unlimited time off. Um, and depending on how your business is, this might be unlimited paid time off. Um, however, that ends up working out. But for most of us as service providers, we we need to have our um, what I call butt in seat hours to get paid the majority of the time, not always, but usually that's what we got to do. So if you want to take some time off, how do you make it happen? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, years ago, probably four years ago, <laughs> I wrote a blog post about this very topic. So I'm going to update it and republish it for you to take a gander at. Um, but some of this may be familiar. However, I'm going to go over my pointers. Having done this multiple times since I wrote that blog post to bring to you my most current, most up-to-date mother of now four children tips <laughs> for Taking a vacation, um, even if it's a staycation and you don't go anywhere, when you work for yourself, how do you actually make it happen? Okay, so the first thing I want to go over with, go over you with, go over with you. <laughs> I'm so tired. Let me just say that. So the first thing I want to go over is deciding just how unplugged you plan to be. Is this a, you know, a working vacation where maybe you cut your hours down to like three or four hours a day um, and you're otherwise spending it with your family? Is this a complete digital sabbatical where you don't take your phone, you don't check your email, you are just totally and completely unplugged, off grid, not even thinking about it? Or is it somewhere in between? 
you know, how much work do you want or plan to get done? Only you can make that decision. And it's going to depend in large part on what um, deadlines you have looming, whether you have a big project coming up or you have um, a client where you're turning in stuff weekly or whatnot. So once you figure out if you want to be working on this trip or not, or maybe you know that you don't want to be working on this vacation, so you're going to plan it and arrange it accordingly. You know, once you figure out the amount of work that you will be doing, then you can start to actually formulate your strategy and execute your plan. Now, the next thing I want to tell you is that it's okay to not do any work. Give your give yourself permission to go on a vacation and not do any work while you are on vacation. You are allowed to take time off. In fact, I would say it is necessary for you to take time off because when we work for ourselves, the line between um, like work brain and personal brain gets really, really blurry. And we find ourselves thinking about work while we're cooking and we find ourselves thinking about laundry while we're supposed to be typing and um, it can be really hard to completely detach from your work stuff because um, it, it just sort of follows you. It, it bleeds into your everyday thought process. And I say that too, that is very, very true of me. I have, I have my clients who are frequently taking up space rent-free in my brain. <laughs> and I have my own products. You know, I think about the podcast. I think about the Facebook group. I think about what I want to do. Um, with my courses next, you know, where I want to improve, or how can I get better feedback instituted. So it, it never really stops. And so if you're not careful, you will basically always be working, paid or unpaid, you will always be working. So first and foremost, give yourself permission to take the trip, to unplug, to leave the computer at home, um, to not be working. It is, it's okay. <laughs> You're allowed to do it. And there are ways to make it happen. Um, which brings me to my next tip for taking a vacation when you work for yourself. Um, and that is to set your deadlines around your vacation. And by that, I mean, take, um, take your calendar, look at the week, you know, or whatever the time frame is, look at the time that you want to be away and s decide where to block off and make yourself unavailable for deadlines. So if I want to go away, let's say I want to go to take my kids to Disney World and I want to leave on a Saturday and we'll come back on a Saturday. I am, if I am going to do myself any favors, I will not set any deadlines for the Friday before we leave. And ideally, I will not set any deadlines for at least... Um, I would say probably no sooner than the Wednesday or Thursday after I get back. So I've given myself a one day buffer before leaving and a two to possibly three day buffer after returning, not including Sunday. If you count Sunday, it's four. It's up to four day buffer for for my deadlines. And so I, I don't, if somebody wants something on that Monday or that Tuesday, it's like, I, you know, I say I'm really, I'm not able to do that, but I could have it to you Wednesday or I could have it to you Thursday. Um, so you set your deadlines around it. And then as new work comes in, don't give yourself more deadlines than you can handle beforehand. And don't give yourself more deadlines than you can handle after. It's okay to ease back in and to 
to reduce the amount of work that you have to do once you sit back down. You um, actually, and the other thing is that it can, sometimes it can work in your favor to be unavailable, if that makes sense. People think that you are busy. People think that, well, and you are, and people think that you're valuable, which you also are. And so when you have a wait list, when you are not immediately available, it signals that your docket is full. And that typically signals that you are an in-demand writer. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. If you are working for people who want you to have stuff back to them, in 18 hours, and they get snippy if you need a day or two, those are not the best clients to be working for, in my opinion. Um, The sooner you can move into a client load where they are, if not happy about waiting, (laughs) they accept that sometimes they have to wait, they have to get on your calendar, they have to make their own spot on your docket, and you are too busy to be like, oh yes, I can get that to you tomorrow, because you have other stuff that you are doing already. Anyway, so don't be afraid to say, I can't get it to you Monday, but I can get it to you Wednesday. And I cannot stress this enough, do yourself the favor of those buffers. Give yourself at least a day before you leave town. Give yourself, if you can, at least two days when you get back. So you have like your Monday re-entry where you are getting reoriented and remembering what it's like and trying to kind of plug back in and clear out your inbox and like do all the just random stuff that happened that all those loose ends that need to be tied and then you have Tuesday to be an actual real work day so that you can turn stuff around in order to have it ready to deliver on Wednesday so that's my that's my thought process behind um, not setting any deadlines for at least until like the third day when you get back the more time you can get away with giving yourself um, I think the better off you're going to be Um, Okay, so the next thing that you can do is if you have clients who tend to be in regular contact, or if you are going completely, if you're going completely dark, and you're like not even gonna, maybe you're going on a cruise, and you're just, you're not going to buy the $98 a day Wi Fi (laughs) on the cruise package, you're just not going to check your email. Um, If it's going to be that situation, or if you have clients who are in regular contact with you, um, tell them that you will be unavailable for that block of time. And you can tell them, I'll be checking email on Friday, but you know, at whatever, you know, five o'clock or whatever your time is on Friday, from that point until the Monday or the whenever you get back, um, I will not, I won't be able to check email. I'll be out of pocket. I'll be unavailable, etc. Um, if you are going to be checking your email, then you might say something like, I, I will be checking email occasionally, um, but I won't be able to really discuss any projects or anything like that. So tell them, like notify them. Um, depending on the length of the trip and depending on the nature of my relationship with any given client, I tend to give them, I like to give them at least a couple weeks notice If it's, you know, maybe I'm taking a long week, maybe I'm taking a Monday or a Tuesday off. I might say, hey, I'm going to be out of the office. I'm going to be unavailable on Monday, but I'll be back on Tuesday. Um, If I'm taking a longer chunk of time off, if I'm going to be away for maybe a week or longer, I like to give them at least three or four weeks notice. 
I try to give them maybe a month's notice um, just so that they aren't surprised. You know, I, I like to conduct my business in a way that there are no bad surprises for my clients. And that one of the ways I can do that is to give them plenty of notice if I'm going to be unavailable when they are otherwise used to me being pretty available. Um, the next tip that I wanted to offer you is to give yourself buffers, which I kind of rolled into the plan your deadlines around your vacation tip. Um, but yeah, give yourself buffers. Plan to give yourself the entire um, workday you know, and whatever that looks like for you. If that looks like two hours on Tuesday and two hours on Wednesday and you leave on Thursday. Um, if you are leaving on Saturday and you normally put in four hours a day, then then I'm talking about the Friday. Give yourself at least a full day, whatever your quote unquote day looks like before you leave um, to be basically unavailable and then give yourself at least a full day when you get back to once again be unavailable. That last day before you go, your mind is frantic, you've got a bunch of pressure um, built up because there's all this last minute stuff that you need to do. And there's going to be stuff that falls in your lap that you need to take care of before you go that you had not accounted for that's going to take up some time on Friday, on that Friday. We're going to call it Friday, even if it's not Friday for you. <laughs> um, and then again, on Monday, you don't want to be in a position where you are maybe jet lagged or exhausted or... Um, just completely fried. Maybe you need a vacation from your vacation and you don't want to like roll in at nine o'clock Sunday night and then have to sit down at 10, you know, whatever time, 10 a.m. Monday morning and have to write some good copy. It's really difficult to do that for most people. Maybe you're superhuman, but I've never been superhuman and it's always really, really difficult for me to do any kind of creative work right when I've gotten back from some kind of big exhausting trip or ordeal or illness even. So give yourself a buffer. Give yourself a day to get reoriented, to get all your different engines revved up again, to clear out your inbox, to do a little bit of planning and maybe some scheduling and maybe some drafting and outlining and pitching and whatever to warm yourself up. And then the next day is when you can start to do some work. But again, I don't like to have deadlines on that next day either because then on Monday I feel all this pressure I should be working I have this deadline blah 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 and it feels really uncomfortable whereas on Monday if I know I can come in and it's like I'm gonna catch up on my emails I'm gonna see what happened I'm gonna check the chatter in my groups I'm gonna check in on you know whatever and do some Q&A and, and that kind of thing and it's like a light day knowing that um, I'll be able to have a nice smooth re-entry and then I can plug right back in on Tuesday and do the work thing again on Tuesday. It just, it has worked out a lot better for me when I do things that way. Never assume that you are superhuman. Give yourself a break. Treat yourself as though you are not superhuman. And then if you show up and you are superhuman, it's an awesome surprise and you can take advantage of it, but it's not the kind of thing you can count on. So give yourself the buffers. Now, piggybacking on that concept of giving yourself a buffer and taking time to get reoriented and what do you do on that last day and what do you do on that first day, I like to make it um, as easy as possible to plug back in. Um, 
when I can, I like to give myself some sort of incentive to plug back in. So maybe if there's something I've been wanting to read or study or dissect or analyze or something, some kind of fun project I've been looking forward to, um, I might assign that to myself on Monday, on that Monday. You know, so when I say Monday, I mean that first day back. On that first day back, I like to leave myself, when I can, something fun to do. And so if and when I have a little bit of extra time after getting reoriented, I can dig into that fun thing and maybe it's creative. The The purpose, or sorry, the um, what I want you to keep in mind is that you, it works best, for me at least, if it's like a, a no pressure thing. If it's something that I'm just doing for myself or something that... Um, really taps into my creativity, but doesn't have any kind of tight deadline attached to it. There's no, there's no pressure. It's just something I can enjoy, even if it's productive, something productive that I can enjoy. I like to schedule like loosely. I use that term loosely. I like to schedule that for my first day back after a trip. Having, you know, having that fun little thing, it just makes it easier to not have a vacation to look forward to anymore. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a nice thing to do. And you're the boss. You can be nice to yourself. You can plan fun stuff. It's totally okay. Um, arguably, it's how you should do it. Well, maybe not should, but arguably, it's, it's a good way to conduct business for yourself. Be a good boss to yourself. Don't make yourself file your taxes on the day you get home from your vacation. <laughs> um, not always a plan for success, unless you love doing your taxes, in which case, go for it. Um, but I'm not that person. Okay, now this, the last tip I want to offer is to leave yourself clues and make it easy to slip back into things. Um, I like to talk sometimes when I talk about productivity about at the end of the day, I make my list of the, the three things I need to do the next day. Um, that's a system I've moved a little bit away from, but I actually think it would be really helpful for me to get back on it. But anyway, what you can do before you leave is on that final day, take um, like a like an inventory of everything that's going on and everything that you need to pick back up when you get there. So I've heard Julie Stoyan, my mentor, my business mentor, um, refer to this as a pin drop document. And if she ever wrote a blog about this or did a podcast, I will put a link to it in the show notes. But basically her idea behind the pin drop document is um, it's like you you drop a pin in your current location before you step away. And then when you come back, you can just go to that pin and you know exactly where you are. You're completely oriented. You know what to do next. Um, so the pin drop might, um, like thinking for me, for my client load, if I, so my client load currently is, I have one sales funnel that I'm working on the copy for. I have th one, two, I have two ongoing email clients. I have a third email client that um, we're like in the process of onboarding. So if I were to leave town, um, what I would need to do is set up a document that's like email client A, need to draft and schedule emails to go out on XYZ date um, and need to do the reporting on statistics for the week that I'm away. Um, and then email client number two might be um, outlining next month's emails and drafting a promo sequence for this next course release that's coming up. Um, and then for the onboarding client, um, whatever my next task for that might be, uh, probably like verifying that the contract is signed and 
um, the deposit has been received, like verify that all those onboarding steps have started and then send um, any files, check that I have received all the logins and start um, getting oriented to all of their content. And then the, the funnel client, what I would probably do in the pin drop is, is in their section, I would say, I've done this, this, and this, and here's a list of what needs to do, what needs to happen next, you know, and here's a link to the market research and here's a link to the sales page draft and here's a link to the offer so that I know what I'm writing about so that I can just look in that and be like, oh, okay, I drafted the sales page and I've, I've done the order form and now I need to write one of the OTO scripts and here's a link to what the offer is. Um, and then for my own business stuff, I might say that I need to um, brainstorm some new podcast topics and um, record a couple of walkthroughs for Booked Out Writer. Um, and I need to get the next month's worth, month's worth of weekly polls in the Facebook group all plotted out and scheduled, right? So when I come back after being away for a week or more, I can just sit down and I know the exact status of every project and every ongoing thing that I have. Um, and I know what I need to do next and I can just plug in. I can just start drafting my um, podcast assignments and I can copy and paste this week's poll in the Facebook group and I can do all, I can just get started. I don't have to figure anything out. I've already figured it out and now I know what the next steps are. Julie calls it the pin drop. I just call it the to-do list for when I get back. <laughs> um, but it can be really, really helpful. And that was something I started doing um, as a result of having a lot of really good success with that whole, like, make a list of the three things you need to accomplish tomorrow kind of thing. Um, it's it's the same idea. It just is a, a longer, um, it's a longer lens that you're looking through. And whatever you do, above all, please give yourself some time off. It is okay to give yourself some time off. Don't feel guilty. Don't feel like you're a slacker. Um, don't feel like there's something wrong with you. Um, load up some work ahead of time. Um, if you have some things that need to be delivered, maybe you deliver a weekly column. Write your, um, the column that's supposed to be delivered the week you're away, write that one beforehand. Um, you can schedule it. To, you can just send it earlier. You can schedule it to go out using something like boomerang. Um, maybe you want to write the next two so that it's not sitting on your desk when you get back even. Okay. So it's normal to be crazed before you go because you are front loading some extra work. Um, but it's worth it. Being able to unplug is worth it. And if you can give yourself that break, you'll come back energized and refreshed. You'll probably have a lot of new ideas. You'll probably have some really good perspective on what you want this business to do for you and who you want to be as a business owner. Um, and I just cannot stress the importance of rest. And when you decide to step away and get some rest, do whatever you can to make it high quality rest, high quality time away. And with that, I will say bon voyage. <laughs> A funny thing happened the other day. I realized that many of my podcast listeners don't know about Clips Camp. So now I'm going to tell you about it. Clips Camp is a three-week course for new and 
advanced new <laughs> freelance writers who want to get started with high paid client work. If you are on Upwork and miserable, if you're on Fiverr and miserable, or if you haven't even done anything to get started and you don't know what the first step is, Clips Camp is for you. I'm teaching you how to put together a solid portfolio of writing samples that position you as the kind of awesome writer that awesome clients want to hire. So if you want in on that or you just want more information, go to clipscamp.com and I will see you on the inside.